Come on, man. And with the local DBC news, Evan Cool J with a triumphant comeback. More as so But tonight, don't call it a comeback. Yo, what's good? Uh, Jacob here making a comeback with Cyril. Don't call it a comeback. Because <laughs> we never left. <laughs> uh, Gentlemen Sweep, episode nine. It's been, uh, what, like a month? Since yeah, about a month. Recorded. It's been a long time. I know you guys have been patiently waiting, you know, replaying our old episodes, looking back at the good old <laughs> days. I know one of you at least has been doing that because we got one play over the last week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it's been, it might have been me, actually. I, it, it certainly <laughs> wasn't me, so I know it wasn't me, at least. Uh, but it's been a tough month to try and record. We've got finals. I want, shitty. At one point, we had a pretty good episode lined up, actually, right before finals start. Like, we, it was right after Dave Fisdale got fired. It was right when uh, Toto was saying some of the dumbest stuff of his life. The Grammy nominees just got out. So everything was, like, pretty fresh. Everything was, like, there was a lot of content there. And then it turned out I had a final the next day. Uh, like, unbeknownst <laughs> to me, I had a final the next day and we just couldn't record. <laughs> Honestly, like the last month, I've been in such a vortex. Like, I can't even tell you that I remember that that specific uh, <laughs> like occasion you're referring to. Uh, but, but like now finals are over, finally in break for like two weeks. And yeah, it still took us a while to record. But yeah, but that's also because I've just been like binging FIFA for like the past three days and not answering your messages. <laughs> But hopefully we can get back to going like one a week. I mean, uh, for sure. I'm leaving yeah. for Oklahoma in like two, three days. So, okay, then for sure we're not going to be able to do one. Yeah. <laughs> but we'll for sure try. We'll try. Oh, we can do one of those something. phone calls. Yeah. Like, I don't know if we have the technology yet for that. I don't think so, but we can, we can always <laughs> give it a go. If anything, that's maybe- one thing the pod we really pr- like prided ourselves on is just giving it a go. <laughs> <laughs> if there's one thing you can't say about this podcast is that we don't try enough. No, we certainly try. We're just not particularly good. No, that's true. But yeah, it's kind of like our basketball careers. At least uh, mine, yes. at the very least. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm excited. I mean, for Cyril, I've been talking to Cyril about this for a while now, but I'm going to Oklahoma City next week to watch the Raptors play OKC in OKC. That's going to be a good game because yeah, I think so the really Raptors are going to win too. I, th- I hope so too, but OKC is starting to play good basketball again. I think they've won like six straight or three yeah, straight, something like that. they finally look like they're getting it somewhat together. Yeah. Somewhat. Yeah, looks like Carmelo is like settling with this idea that now he's just like an off-ball player, and so it seems though everyone's starting to understand the role a bit. Should be a good game, but it's just such a mission. I'm flying Montreal, Dallas, <laughs> driving from Dallas to Oklahoma City, which is a three-hour drive. Staying in Oklahoma City one night, then we're driving to Austin, Texas, which is six hours away. And you're watching a college game, yeah? Too, to right? watch to watch University of Kansas play the University of Texas, then we go back to Dallas to fly. Is that, back a, is that a big game? Yeah, it, it's a good game because uh, so Texas has this player Mohamed Bamba who's probably a top five pick. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask next. If there was a few. Yeah, top so prospects. he's like he's like a seven two center with a seven nine wingspan. Like if he was in the NBA right now, he'd have the longest wingspan. He's like an insane rim protector, but he's still super raw. But uh, like I've said on the podcast before, like I, I love NBA basketball, but like I almost enjoy more like trying to scout college air quote if you will the college players. Like I really enjoy doing that. So I've been watching a lot of of his highlights and they're, they're like two, three really good players on Kansas, but they're more like under the radar, like late picks or undrafted guys. So it'll be cool. And it should be a crazy atmosphere. Like university of Texas is really wild. Um, nice stadium. We have really shitty tickets, unfortunately for that, but, uh, I'm really we have good company. Yeah. I've got good company going with my dad who absolutely hates basketball. <laughs> who do you think is going to cheer harder for, uh, for the Raptors? You or your dad? Uh, for me, for sure. My, my dad wanted to get a Raptors t-shirt for this though. So I respected <laughs> his commitment to, uh, to the endeavor, but, but the, the Texas game should be pretty sick. And another I'm question is, do you that. think your dad is going to come at halftime and give those guys a few tips <laughs> on how to post tips? them? <laughs> you, um, you need to explain that situation. You can't just drop that. <laughs> All right. So, uh, some of you might remember this actually, but, uh, our first, I think it was our first home game of the season. Uh, Jacob was playing in high his, school. This this yeah, was in high yeah, school. Yeah. yeah, Jacob was playing his first like few games of basketball of his That's life. True. His dad was spectating his first few games of basketball <laughs> of his life too. He certainly was. Neither of them knew much about basketball. <laughs> no, I was just kind of tall. <laughs> <laughs> Not even that tall, to be honest, at the time. Yeah, I grew a lot since, but I only <laughs> played basketball because there was no soccer team that year. Because I used to be, I used to be nice at soccer. 
But it uh, looks like it, it piv- like uh, yeah, it, 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 it was beginning of a pivot, but like <laughs> at, the, at the moment, I was not very good. But anyways, uh, his dad didn't know much about basketball, but that didn't stop him from coming up to the court and uh, like giving him a few instructions on how to box out, a few demonstrations on how to box out, and Jacob was just looking at him like, "Dog, you've never you've sure. never so, so watched basketball in your life." <laughs> but I, I want to clarify that this was at the end of the game and not halftime. No, no, yeah, it was at the end of the game. It would have been way worse if it was at halftime. That would have <laughs> been so much more embarrassing. Uh, Stefan was like miring super Seriously, hard. Yeah, he, he was, was like, like "Man, no, I wish my dad would do that." <laughs> I was like, "I wish mine wouldn't." <laughs> like neither of your dads know anything about yeah. basketball, too. But then there was also that time when we played uh, Dalbivio and I checked this small Asian kid with like two seconds left because he tried oh, to take yeah. a layup. And deservedly so. And it, t- it started like a huge beef and my dad had to run on the court in a suit to like <laughs> stop everything. There's, I think that was the time when I threw the water bottle. It was. <laughs> <laughs> you, you can't use like, I don't let know. Me, let me tell this whole story. Uh, so we were we were playing Dalbivio, which is like a, a pretty good French high school team, I guess you would say. They were good. They were a pretty good team. Yeah, they were, we beat them we too. We beat them once. But they won the whole thing. But at we the beat them at their school and you shot like the free throws that iced the game. <laughs> and some, some people like, were yelling monkey sounds at you. And I was taunting and you, them. Yeah, and then you hit the free throws and you're like, shh. <laughs> and then I missed the next one. Yeah. And you, but, but so we beat them at their school and then they came to us and they blew us out. And there was like 30 seconds left or something and we took a shot, missed. And we just kind of expected them to dribble it out because there's less than a shot clock left. And they had some like super scrubby Asian point guard who was playing, who was like first minutes of the game were in garbage time in high school in like division three. So it's safe to say he was pretty shit. He was out there to prove himself. And like no one on our team was playing defense. We were just kind of like waiting for the clock to run out. It's kind of a tradition at the end of games, you know? Yeah, of course. And I was just, I was just camped in the paint because I was... uh, Normal Powell doesn't know it, but it's in good taste. It is in good taste. (laughs) Lance Stevenson doesn't know it either. But he doesn't know it, but he's he's one real bad man. So (laughs) (laughs) I think he knows it and he doesn't give a crap. (laughs) But anyway, so this this Asian guy's on the ball and he's getting gassed up super hard by everyone on the bench. Everyone's like, yo, drive it, drive it, drive it, drive it. And uh, he just like starts like rim running with like two seconds left. And I like full on football body slammed him. <laughs> and it was also my fifth foul of the game. So it, it coincided with me fouling out <laughs> and started like this huge beef. And uh, the other team had brought like a bus with their fans, if you will, or like other students over and they all like ran on the court. So then my dad had to run on the court and they like escorted me to the bench. And when I got to the bench, I, I kicked the water bottle really hard. Which was pretty baller. But yeah. then what proceeded? But then the water bottle broke and it was full. And I had to clean it with my jersey. Which was not as much of a ball. Yeah. <laughs> and we also just had six water bottles. And there was like half a season left. So we were down the water bottle for, for like half a season. It was... Uh, we had to add, Instead of one water bottle per two people, it became like... It was not even... A, I don't even a, want to do the math, but it was... Uh, it was, it was not nice. as good. Yeah. <laughs> no quick maths here. No quick maths. No, uh, uh, anything else you want to say in like the... From the banter aspect, or we should move move on to, to basketball. I, I just want to shout out uh, some free advertisements. Okay. Our new uh, sponsor, unknowingly and unconsensually, uh, Seat Geeks. <laughs> oh, our exact look. It's not even Seat Geeks plural. It's Seat Geek, like singular. Well, I'm talking about Seat Geeks then. <laughs> they uh, let you get some like uh, tickets at a pretty good price. Uh, you just go online the day of the game and you can get some pretty good seats. Uh, and you know this is genuine because, like, I'm not even getting paid to say this. So you know it's coming from the heart. <laughs> I also can't say I've ever used it, but it looks like it's nice. If I had to ever go to, if there was ever a basketball team in Montreal, like, I'd be using that. So that's what I recommend for you guys. To be honest, I've bought a fair amount of tickets online and I never go through SeatGeek. <laughs> like, StubHub and Ticketmaster Dude, are both a lot you're better. you're burning some bridges here. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> it's um, a, also, like I saw them, like they're, they're, they endorse Bill Simmons, they endorse. Uh, yeah, they endorse, they endorse all the major their, basketball podcasts. So you know, too. maybe this will encourage them to endorse us too. <laughs> I'm not quite sure how this gets to them, but uh, we can only hope. Seed Geeks has eyes all over the place. Seed Geek, on the other hand. <laughs> okay, let's let's get back into basketball a little bit. So we're recording this on the 24th, so a day before the Christmas games. That's right, and. I'm excited. I know everyone's excited pretty much for the games. Yeah, I'm going to be watching basketball all day tomorrow. I mean, that's, you, that's you came all over yesterday and we watched the Raptors game and you were like, 
oh, I'm just going to be watching basketball all day tomorrow. And then I thought, that, I was like, Jesus, I'm going to be doing the same fucking thing. <laughs> so it really dawned on me tomorrow's a big basketball day. I'm excited for that. Literally from, I think, what? like From 12? noon. I just, I've yeah, been looking at 12, the now. 12 to maybe 1 in the morning. There's basketball yeah. games nonstop. I did some really good games. And it's nice because they're all paced out. Like, there's no yeah, overlap between the games. By, uh, it's all on ABC, so I think that's why, or like some of it, they do it that way by purpose, I'm guessing, obviously. Uh, but any it, general comments, like any of the specific uh, Christmas Day matchups you're particularly excited for? That well, I know really you want to get into one Christmas game that's not happening. Yes, I do. But like, so let's, I'll we get, can I'll talk let about you, the current slate. I'll let you get straight to that. I won't let you bottle that in during this whole... Uh, uh, whole, yeah, uh, well, I just, I think it's very unfair that Toronto doesn't get a Christmas game. That uh, is true. If you go by winning percentage in the last three years, Toronto has by far the highest of any team that doesn't have a Christmas game. And they haven't had one ever. They right? had one when Vince Carter was there. Okay, so like... So like a very, very long time <laughs> so ago. So what was that? It Almost was like 17 years ago? Something like that. It was Knicks Raptors at MSG. That, that doesn't even sound that good of a game. No. Either. I can't imagine the Knicks were good then either. But like, I don't know, my, my issue with the Christmas games is that I find the NBA panders to the big markets as opposed to like getting the actual best teams and the best players in the games. Yeah. Like there's no Giannis, no McCollum, no Lillard, no Davis, no Cousins. Like there's so many of like the top 20 or 25 best players that aren't playing on Christmas. Not to and mention, then you have like yeah. the Lakers and the Knicks who are playing with like all due respect to those teams. Those are not good teams. To be fair, the Knicks have been good, but like that in height, like they made the schedule but before they made we the even knew that. In the season yeah. when, when everyone like thought. When they were the projected, they were garbage, to be garbage. So like, I, I don't get why, especially New York and LA have the biggest fan bases and the greatest brand recognition. Why they need a fucking Christmas game every week? Like, shouldn't the point be to like, sell the NBA product that like you don't need yeah. the Lakers and Knicks don't need more fans. That's true. But if you look at like a Milwaukee or like these smaller markets that happen to have great stars, like why, why not promote those teams? Maybe those someone players? tunes in a few people, like more than a fair share of people would tune in. I, especially with the Raptors because TSN and Sportsnet have the, uh, the television rights. Like no one in the United States gets to watch the Raptors unless they're playing their team. Yeah. The Raptors play like two or three nationally televised games a year. They're like the best team nobody knows about. That's true. That's 100% true. And like, all due respect to the Wizards, like the Raptors are just better than the Wizards. Like a to Celtics, be fair, a to Celtics be fair, Raptors game would be better than Celtics Wizards yeah, on, on Christmas. Sure. To be fair, like the Wizards were projected to be much better than they are, but even at that... But even at that, the Raptors yeah, were, were, would still be better, be better than better. them. Yes. Like, yeah. Like, I don't know. The Wizards are, are two games over 500. Yeah. No, they haven't been good at all. And uh, honestly, the Knicks have been getting games every single year, for, like as yeah. far as I can remember. And the Knicks have and a good record, good. but they also have an insanely easy schedule. They've yeah. played the most home games. Their only like quality win was against the Celtics. No, it's not sustainable. Ago. And and you and when you watch them, like uh, Porzingis aside, it's not a good aside, basketball team. Yeah. yeah, it's not a good team. But like there are really good matchups, which is what's frustrating. Like the Cavs Warriors is like a tradition. Like that's cool. That that should always be a Christmas game. Oh yeah, no, we're not. That's yeah. not to say we should, they should replace one of the yeah. top teams. But and then Rockets Thunder is another really good game. But the three other games are kind of questionable. Like I know you like the Timberwolves, but Timberwolves Lakers is like like Timberwolves are projected to be a top ten team. That's not one of them I would yeah. complain about. But like, like why the fuck do they have to play the Lakers? Yeah. If if I were up to me, it would be the like five matchups between the projected top ten teams. Yeah, th that would be so. Sick. Then that's you would idea. have the Spurs and. Um, and uh, I was telling you yesterday, Spurs should play Raptors on Christmas Day, like the two slept on teams. The teams that get no. <laughs> no respect. one's gonna watch that, man. <laughs> yeah, I will. <laughs> but uh, the difference between the Spurs and the Raptors, though, is that both of them are underlooked, but only the Raptors care. <laughs> but because the Spurs have had so much success while being underlooked that they don't really care about That's it. You know true. what I mean? Hopefully the Raptors will too. But like Raptors Celtics would be nice because then you could even really get in the Christmas theme with like you get the red and the green jerseys and then it's like an even more festive or whatever because they try and sell these like the Christmas themed jerseys as well. Though realistically, what's going to get them more views? Like LA and the Knicks playing or the Raptors and the Spurs playing? Yeah, I like agree. that's yeah. how that's the perspective I see it yeah. from. So I can understand why they're doing it. But if they want to give out the best product. That's what I'm saying, is it's not the best product. Yeah, it's definitely not. Although I, I would say Philly deserves to be there. I'd say Timberwolves just because of like the potential and like the, the star power there. Yeah. I don't mind that being there either. LA I can't really condone. The Knicks I cannot condone. Yeah. And the Wizards, like either. Those three teams should be cut the, out. The Wizards, for whatever reason, are like the most overhyped team by NBA analysts and stuff like that. People I act never like, understood why. People act like John Wall and Bradley Beal are like the second coming of Magic Johnson and I really do like those two, but um uh, like after, they have like seven NBA it's five players, players on that team. Yeah. Like they, they have no depth whatsoever. And and five good players with two of them not being that good at at, at that like they don't their their main strength is their starting lineup yeah 
and their starting lineup has Mark like Markeith Morris and Marchand Gortat, who are good players. But if that's gonna be your biggest yeah, strength, yeah. then so, so. throw me some all stars in yeah. there. <laughs> but Otto, like Otto Porter Jr. is like a good third option. No, the, but the other three guys, like those are the like you cannot knock on those guys. I yeah. think. Even though I think John Wall is heavily overrated at this point, yeah, me too. Like to a fault, I, even up like I was overrating him at one point. Um, I think he came back. I don't know how he's doing since he came back, but like before that, he was shooting horrendously. But he's never been a good shooter. John Wall's always more of a transition player. Yeah, he was. He, but he, I think I feel like last year he was a passable shooter. At, like at that, this year his shooting numbers are just disgusting. Yeah, dude, he, John Wall had an entire season where he shot seven percent from three. Though, uh, Golden State, Cleveland aside, which game do you think you're more excited for? Uh, definitely Rockets Thunder for me. Oh, yeah, yeah. for sure. For so me, too. Want, yeah. Because those two, especially the Harden-Westbrook thing, too, I that's feel like that's really a real fun. thing. Yeah. Like, but the, the Rockets are going to kill the Thunder, man. The Rockets I hope are not. too good. I hope, I hope it ends up being like, uh, I hope OKC elevates it like they did with, uh, with Golden State. Yeah, it, 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 like, it would certainly suck for like the best matchup other than Cavs-Warriors to be a blowout. But uh, also, I think... Uh, Wait, who who's Philly's playing the Knicks right? Yeah, that noon. Honestly, I, I don't hate that game either. Like uh, three big like young stars. Like those are three guys who might be like the some three of the top five players in the NBA in a few years. Like in in five years down the line. It's yeah, it's possible. Like those are three guys. But with then it's huge like the, potential. But then you got to watch like so many other garbage players. Is the thing like I got to watch Jared Jack play thirty minutes a game. Yeah, but like, you you could make up for it by watching Michael Beasley. <laughs> I, I I've always liked Michael Beasley. Yeah. Like I'm not, I'm not like I mean. But definitely Giannis. I don't know how they missed out on Milwaukee not being in the, the play. Like, like, yeah. like that to me that felt like it I was mean, a no. I was talking so much shit about Middleton before the season just because he's been having a really really he's really, been good season. really good. Like he's he's like, a borderline all star this yeah, year. Yeah, no, like I like the knock on uh, like the whole meme of him being better than DeRozan. That's yeah. that's not true, obviously. No. But, but he's playing extremely well. It's this not season. like. As if like he's like we're comparing. It's not like comparing him to uh, DeRozan to Jay Crowder either. No, like this guy is really like, like he is at a like if he's an at, at the All Star like he's the, one of those guys who's like the twelfth guy All-Star. on the All Star. Yeah. Like but he'll I would make it one year for, for shooting guards like DeRozan, Beal, McCollum, and Clay are like all within the same tier. If you want it, like rank them any order you want, whatever. Right. They're, they're all in the same tier. For sure. Middleton is in like a, the tier right below it, but he's like very, very close. Very he, close. He's like at it's the not top of the next tier. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Exactly. I, I would say he's definitely like that six man, like between like yeah, yeah. number six. Like it's it, he's significantly enough that you can't rank him significantly worse or like worse than uh, DeRozan and those guys that you can't rank them above him. But like he's he's, but he's close pretty to that close. tier. Yeah. yeah. Like I would say at this point he's better than Devin Booker. Oh yeah, 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 for sure. Devin Booker, I think, still is is kind of overrated because he's. I don't see like mostly he he's just putting up numbers on 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 uh, losing teams like yeah. really bad teams, and the offense are always the offense like the the Phoenix Suns have never been a good offensive team either. But so. but now they have Booker playing point a lot, so he's playing quite well. I mean, they they both have nice numbers. I don't know. I'm looking. I'm looking at it now. Middleton started off the season shooting like awful, so yeah, his numbers he did are still start like, off at yeah. a bump. But he's averaging twenty five and five, and he'll, which is he'll, really impressive. He'll often have very big games too, where yeah. he just like against Cleveland, I think he had twenty points in the he, first yeah, half or something. He's had like a couple forty point games or something retarded like that. This and year. and it's not just forty points and like two rebounds and an assist. Yeah, like yeah. he fills he up, fills the, up stat the stat sheet, sheet. and he would, plays much better defense. Than that's what, that's exactly what I was going to say. Is I would say like just on the basis of defense, you could say that he's better because clearly like Booker is a better scorer like in all facets of the game because he, like he, he can shoot the lights out off the dribble coming off screens. Not that Middleton shoot. is a bad shooter either. No, Middleton's a good shooter too, but he's not as much of a creator offensively. No, he's definitely not. He, he's more like in the perfect mode of like a second or third option. He's exactly what you would want from a number two, I would say. Yeah, yeah, or a number three. Yeah, like he's in the same mold as Clay Thompson, I would say. Yeah, not, maybe I, I not think... as good at at the catch and shoot stuff, but like. In terms of being perfect to be a sidekick for a superstar, yeah. like him I think and Middleton can create more off the dribble than definitely can, than, yeah. Uh, yeah. than Thompson can. But they both play good defense, both catch and shoot guys. Uh, both could both play have off a nice post up game too for guards. Yeah. Both of you toss it to him like on the high post, give you a little jumper. Uh, anything else to say about those games? Uh, also, honestly, like uh, we gotta give props to our boy Lonzo Ball. Well, not yeah, our boy, but he's like, definitely not our boy. But like, I I'm like been, a pretty uh, vehement hater, but he's been playing quite well lately. Like, uh, I'll admit when when someone is doing well, even if I don't like him, he's playing a lot better recently. So though you don't dislike him, I'd say I say you dislike his father more than anything. Yeah, I I hate the father. I just I hate the hype around Lonzo Ball more than anything. But like, 
But yeah, I feel the last like five games he's been living up the hype. Yeah. Like he's been quite well. And I feel like we've been a bit unfair with him. Like although he has been pretty pretty bad before this. Yeah. Uh, like point guards do take time to 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 that's true to develop more than any other player. Like look at Kemba, look at Kyle Lowry. Like some of them peak super late. late. Yeah. Even like you were saying yesterday when we were talking, Chris Dunn is playing so much better this year. And, and last year, last year he was a lost cause. Yeah. Like it was. It's a, people jump the gun on these point guards, but like look at all the point guards who just came in. None of them are playing like. Even though they're they're showing flashes of uh, good basketball, like in terms of raw numbers and comparing them to other point guards, like they're all in the bottom five. Yes, yeah, for sure. But that that's not to say they're gonna be there all the time. You know that it takes time. Like that's the hardest position to play and adapt to. I'd yes, say in of the course, league, of course, like of course. you have so much responsibility. And I not mean, to- if you look at like the the three front runners, basically other than Ben Simmons for rookie of the year, all wing players. Yeah, because and I do think it's easier to adapt to being a wing. Like. Yeah. Look at how many uh, point guards come into the league and are are already playing at a high level. Like, the only two I could think of in recent years was uh, uh, Kyrie Irving and and Damian Lillard. Yeah, well, I mean, we'll call that we'll call Ben Simmons a point guard because he's okay. a point but guard. That, but like that's but he's like a he's like a that's more of the LeBron guard, James yeah, mold. Yes, yeah, like yeah, it would yeah. be unfair to compare him yeah, to, yeah. to the other point guards. So like obviously it, it takes some time. Like I maybe and for Lonzo it's the case too, and it's going to be the case for Markel Fultz too. Who I think, like, as soon as he comes back, if he's not playing well, you'll see a, like a bunch of heat on him. Yeah, which I, is I a shame. like Markel Fultz a lot. Like, he's he's really aggressive. He can play off ball too. Like, you know how you say I love the point guards who can play off ball. Yeah, like he he's like a spacing point guard. Like he doesn't need the ball in his hands twenty four seven. Which is why like, I don't like really West, Russell Westbrook that much anymore. Because like, he can't I, really play off ball. Yeah, yeah, and and he's really showing it in in uh, OKC. It's Westbrook crazy. is like has been showing this year that he really hates to defer. Like you can tell, like when he passes it out, he's it's never looking to run the offense. Like it's so forced. Yeah, yeah like uh, it's it's really it doesn't come off uh, organic whatsoever. It's really I mean, bad. you saw like the the B ball breakdown video where he passes it and he's not even in the screen. Yeah, like you can't even see him on <laughs> offense because he's he's so far back. All our point guards do that. Even LeBron James does that, but like he does it to a, such a higher extent. But like LeBron James clearly Le- makes the team yeah. so much better that like you- the, the thing is, with, yeah, the difference is with LeBron James. If the ball is not in his hands, you, you're worse off. Yeah. Now my issue with Westbrook this season is just. Like basically every player that's left OKC on that team that like that was supposedly so garbage that he's making all better, everyone is having a career year. I agree with like, that. Pe- people were like Oladipo sucks as a second option for Westbrook. He's got to carry Oladipo. And now Oladipo is putting like DeRozan type numbers on right now. To be fair, also like I, a lot of that has to do I think with his body transformation. That's fair, but even like, like Cantor is playing better. Yeah, Demantis Sabonis is playing like Demantis Sabonis better. Like he was completely. He was shit. Compl- like they put him in the worst position. They put him as a stretch four. He's much more of a center. In the, he's in so the much United. more of a center. Yeah. He's been shooting zero point four three pointers per game since. Like he's obviously that's not who he is. Like yeah. they that's a bit on uh, I'd say uh, uh, the coach too. I, I don't like the OKC coach much. I always forget his name. But yeah, uh, same. And he, uh, Billy, Billy Donovan. <laughs> yeah. he's, he's, he's so irrelevant. He's just. But to be fair, he has the hardest job I think with like coaching Russell Westbrook. I don't know if that's even possible. Like I don't, I can't imagine Russell Westbrook with his two hundred million dollar contract listens to Billy Donovan. Like <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know, about that. but but like even Cantor is playing a lot better too. Like, yeah, and he loved uh, Westbrook. Yeah. So like that goes Can- to show. I've, I cannot stand Cantor this year though. He's extremely annoying. He's always been, I think. But this year more like so even in the uh, big market. did you see Zach Lowe had Joe Ingles on and even Joe Ingles like from the one year that they played in Utah together he's like Cantor's an idiot he's always talking yeah you know uh, actually he's talked so much a lot of crap about uh, about Utah he was saying how it's a terrible organization and stuff like that but which I, is like the complete opposite of the truth like they have a really good rep for yes, being of course. an amazing organization who like draft well who treated their players well but he was drafted like third overall and he was playing in uh, somewhere in Europe and he was like I'm a generational post player. Like yo, he he's just he is really good though. He's like the Turkish Jonas Valanciunas. Yeah, no, no, I'd say he's maybe better than. than but like Jonas. they're but like, like they're very similar in yeah, caliber. Like to like, say that you're a generational post player, like he's averaging ten points a game, like <laughs> thirteen, thirteen point five points a game. Oh, okay, he's a good offensive player. Like I, I won't take that away from him, but he does talk way too much crap. Yeah. And he was talking shit to LeBron, man. LeBron was bodying the living shit out of and him. And he's been doing it for like he's still tweeting at him every now and then. Like, dude, you he's know so who LeBron petty, is, man. Yeah. <laughs> He's just a loser. The funny thing is, Toto agreed with us. He hated like Cantor for a while too. And then Cantor comes on the Knicks, and like they're like, like best buds. Like, yeah, let's hate LeBron <laughs> together. Whoa! He's like, we need to. I'm the king. This You're king. a queen. <laughs> no. 
Like, dog, your contract is still hurting this team. You do know that. <laughs> he, but Toto was saying they should re-sign him. He was like, we need to re-sign this Canter kid. Yes, because uh, we definitely need Chris Stapps at the power forward at all times. <laughs> I don't know why Chris Stapps plays so much at the power forward, man. I like him it's so much. because they have uh, Canter. I, I like him and, so much uh, more as a center. Yeah, it makes more sense. Like Because he's not a great perimeter defender, but his length, he can alter so many shots at the rim. Yeah, he's not a great perimeter defender as a power forward. But if but, you compare it to other centers, yes, he would be maybe so one of the best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's a great rim protector at that too. Like his length, like at the rim, like he, yeah. he gets he, a lot he of blocks. He can alter so many shots yeah. even if he's not blocking. Yeah, he, exactly. I'd say he's he's definitely a better defender than Cat already. By, by yeah. But that says, says more about Cat than it does Kat, about him. Cat <laughs> has been really disappointing this yeah. season, man. I, I honestly think Embiid has the potential to be better than Cat just because like the offensive game is kind of a wash. Like they both have like very developed offensive games, both great rebounders, but... Embiid is like miles ahead of Cat defensively. I'd say uh, this transitions well to our next segment. Yeah, I'm. I want to publicly call on this podcast Tom Thibodeau's job. I think he should get fired. Okay, this yeah. guy needs to get. I'm unfortunately, it's never gonna happen because of what he did, like with Jimmy Butler and like him bringing us back to the playoffs, which is like likely this year. Yes, for sure, for sure. But. Uh, like if you take a step back and look at how they're doing compared to uh, like expectations compared to the talent they have, regardless of the fact that it all fits together, he has not been able to optimize it whatsoever. All like it is a funky uh, like uh, fit, but he's yeah. also the GM, so he's responsible. So he, for the he's responsible fit, for yeah. that too. And even at that, like he hasn't been able to use it at its best. Like even he hasn't even been able to make the best out of that situation. Like he, Cat is completely. Uh, marginalized on that team. Yeah. It's ridiculous because he's one of the best center, uh, maybe the best offensive center in the league. Definitely top three. Yeah, okay. Like maybe, I, I'd say maybe Cousins Boogie is better. Cousins is a yeah. better center, but better uh, center offensively, that is. Uh, as good of a score as they get, though. And 100%. he's, he's yeah. going some games taking eight shots, seven shots, like seven points. I think what's really uh, egregious for me with Thibodeau is mostly just like the overplaying of guys. Like they had a Jesus. span of like Five Jesus. games it's in, been in eight awful. nights or something like that, and every starter had played more than forty minutes every single game. I remember uh, the and there's a re- like it's not even paying off too. We're losing these these games end up going close. We they blow leads more than any team in the fourth quarter. Well, that's clear because everyone is because so they're gassed. so gassed yeah. up at the end, and it's not like we don't have a like our bench isn't amazing, but we don't have terrible yeah, players like coming the bench off is there. Playable man, yeah, like, it's Jamal very- Crawford is, is like hardly playing some games, and he's like the sixth man. Exactly, and you have Gorgie Dang, who's like who was starting last year. Like he was, he's he a was starting starter. caliber big. Yeah, yeah. Like you could play him over course, Taj Gibson of course, of course, of course, for yeah. twenty five minutes without being worried about blowing a lead. But he also just has his favorites. Like Taj Gibson plays such an excessive amount as well. Yeah, and, and to be fair to Taj, he's been playing well. He does play well, but he's but like, old too now. Like he, and there's no reason to be play, not be playing. It's uh, like, like Thibodeau thinks the season ends after eighty two games. Yeah. Because like this is what happened with the Raptors with Lowry. Like they would overplay Lowry in the regular season, and he'd get to the playoffs like kind of banged up, and then he absolutely sucks in the playoffs, and everyone thinks he chokes. Yeah, I, and I I do fall for that too. Yeah, every year. But like this is good. Like this is what's gonna happen with the Timberwolves this year. They're gonna have like a good regular season. The starters are going to be dead out of their minds by the time the playoffs come. To That's like, the sad part too. They're not even that good in the regular season <laughs> right now. <laughs> but they'll be like a top. They'll be like the fourth or fifth seed. Only because everyone else is underperforming. I'd say like. If you look at their wins, like I'll I'll pull it out. Give me a second, but like overall, their wins have not been. And uh, Denver aside, there hasn't been a single impressive win from the Timberwolves. Not a single one. If I pull it out right now, actually, you have win uh, like just off the top of my head. They beat the Phoenix Suns yesterday. That's that not was impressive. a close game too. Uh, exactly, and <laughs> and they were up big yeah. by the way in the in the first three quarters. Blew the lead in the fourth. I wonder why when you have like everyone playing 40 minutes every night. They uh, beat the, the Trailblazers by a point the night after. They lost to the Devin Bookerless Suns like uh, a week ago. Aside from that, their last few wins were the Kings, the Mavs, the Clippers. They lost, the Grizzlies. Clippers, they lost to the Clippers twice. Uh, they won to the Clippers twice in close games right after Blake got hurt. Like that's when they were at yeah. their kind of their like, like uh, mentally at like rock bottom. Like, these are not impressive wins whatsoever. Like, their schedule is about to get a lot tougher. They haven't played, they've played the Spurs twice only yet. They haven't played Golden State. They played the same division as the Spurs? No, no. They they played the same division as Utah, uh, Portland, OKC, and uh, I'm I'm missing someone. But um, it's a very volatile uh, division. 
in general. Like those teams are none of those teams are really consistent. No. So like obviously it might come off as them being good, but they're not. And the sad part is like yeah, you ex- like worst case you did expect Tom Thibodeau to overplay his players. That happens every year. Yeah. Uh, you expect them to his offense to be uninspiring. That was always the case. But at, like the one strength he had was that his deep like. He was an amazing defensive coach. But he's not even a good defensive coach anymore. He used to be like the defensive guru. He used yeah. to like revolutionize defense. I think now he's just outdated. Like offenses have have uh, evolved, have like reacted to his adaption. Yeah. And now it just doesn't work. The, the Timberwolves are 25th ranked on defense. If you're not good at the one thing you're, you're supposed, supposed to be good, good at, at yeah. then what are you? The thing is, too, is like when I watch the Timberwolves play, they play such uninspiring basketball. It's like taking turns isoing. Yeah, it's, it's exactly like OKC. Okay, I would say it's a little a, not as bad yeah. just because the players are a lot like smarter. I'd say Jimmy Butler's a smart player. Like he'll play make. Uh, yeah, he's and, a small player, but like I, I find he has a tendency to like like dribble the air. He is ball a, very, a lot. He's an ISO player yeah. a lot too. But he'll run pick and roll with Cat, so that'll get things going. And I but think like, he's Cat just, gets no dis like designed post touches no he does like, not he's got to figure out how to get the ball for himself like he needs to get the offensive board and like put it back up type of thing like he never really he's, more, he's, the beca- of the he's been mostly a role man a pick and pop man guy but he's so much better than that like they're marginalizing him so much yeah in that role. not that he's bad at those things either he's actually like in the top 10 percentile from what yeah, i remember of course, but he's but good at he's, so many other yes, things is yeah the thing. i agree with you completely the worst part is like when tim when tom thibodeau was signed like one of the big like things was that he went to europe like for a bit <laughs> He was watching European games and he was saying how, oh, I learned from my mistakes last time. You know, a lot of things are going to change. Uh, I've, I've, I'm a new coach. Things like this is a new situation. Things are going to be different now. And then he comes back and he's playing 75 minutes every player. He's throwing the like dumbest ISO plays. He's still yelling at the, like, man, have you ever watched the Timberwolves game? You yeah, hear him yelling the whole he's always time. Yelling, yeah. It's terrible. You don't hear the announcers. You just hear his broken ass voice. The whole time. Uh. Do you want to move on to the the most recent Toto take? Oh yeah. Well, the most the most recent like disgusting Toto take. That Correct. is. First of all, I'd like to state that uh, until a few days ago, I hated Toto. Okay. Uh, I I feel like he's just a bad person at this point. Okay. Like I feel like it should be put out there. Whoa. I love him, but he's done some very bad things. He's a he's a good man who does bad things with a T and not a TH. <laughs> Like, uh, first of all, this is the second time he went to New York City without inviting any of us. Okay, he went with his mom. <laughs> I, I don't see their point there. <laughs> Me and Lilian get along very well. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, he doesn't like LeBron James. Yeah. Like, that's that says a lot about a person. It's kind okay? of inexcusable in 2017 if you like basketball to not like LeBron James. Seriously, I mean, this guy, and like, he doesn't just say he doesn't like LeBron James. He says he doesn't like him as a person. Like, what do you not like about him? That he donates, like, a hundred, like, books to schools and, like, basically built Cleveland? Like, is that what you hate about him? What a douchebag. <laughs> like, dude, he kills my team every single year, and I still, like, I've got great respect for the game. You know what I mean? Like, it, you, you can't deny his greatness. Yeah. If you enjoy appreciate greatness, then you appreciate LeBron. Yeah. But if like, I wish he sucked, man. He fucking murders the Raptors <laughs> all the time. But. but if you appreciate Flash and, uh, and no substance whatsoever... Then you you love Carmelo Anthony, and that's exactly what Toto loves. This is a guy who loves Carmelo Anthony but hates LeBron, despite the fact that they're both like best friends too. Yeah, like your favorite player loves who you hate. Like, how does that make any sense, Toto? That being said, I still love the guy, but uh, like <laughs> that was a slight deviation, yes. and like might show. I just wanted to to fully show that I might be a little biased when, when it comes to to this Toto take. But I think, like, Jacob doesn't hate him as much, and I think he agrees with me on this one. This yeah. was kind of, like, a huge stretch. All right, so we were talking about, um, like, uh, old basketball players, about the old times and how it used to be a lot easier. Like, like how he was talking about how the league was so, so like, is so soft now, and that's why LeBron is much better. Yeah. He was saying how, uh, like, a direct, like, I, I'm not quoting You're, like, exactly, paraphrasing. Yeah. But he was saying... Back in the day, you could rip someone's arm off and it wouldn't be a foul. Yeah, he was just talking nonsense. Like, dude, 
basketball has always been basketball. When you slap someone on the arm, it's a shooting foul yeah. that hasn't changed then. It hasn't changed now. Like you couldn't rip people's arm off and it would be like no call. You know, that's not, like, like what annoyed me is like he wasn't wrong to say that the game is softer now. It's he just, just he, he just didn't know what talk he was about saying. the right thing. Yeah, like he just heard another person say it. And then it was like, oh, I guess that means you back you then could, you could slap people in the face or something. Because the big difference is you could hand check back in the day. You could hand check. And also I'd say flagrants weren't as yeah. like the flagrants like we could all agree the flagrants have been soft this year yeah the, the, like the league has soft. gone softer but it's not for the reasons that he's saying yes. like but like hand checking was a big thing like yeah. objectively it was more difficult for michael jordan to score in the hand check era than it is for lebron james to score now but i'd say that cuts both ways in that um mj also could hand check other like players yeah. too like the bulls but that helped them on defense but mj was a better defender than lebron ever was yeah, he uh, won Defensive Player of the Year. He was he was a better perimeter like defender, but yeah, LeBron, but LeBron was can more of a, all five positions. So it's, yeah, exactly. it's like a specific. I'd say argument. they were different defenders. But like in terms of defending twos, threes, which is what Jordan does, Jordan is better at it than LeBron. Is. But like I said, it helps that you can hand check. Yes, of course, it helps that you can hand check. But I mean, there, there are different kinds of defenders because LeBron to me is not like a lockdown defender on man. Not anymore. But he's a team defender. Yeah. Like he's one of these guys who can come and help, and he kind of like plays center field on defense, where he just sags off Matt. Like he's kind of your do everything like kind of guy. Where he'll he'll be an amazing help defender if he wants to. He'll switch on a guard if he needs to. But like this idea that LeBron wouldn't have been able to score in the hand check era when he's the most physically dominant yeah, player maybe in the no history sense. of the league since Shaq. Like yeah. who's been more physically dominant since Shaq than LeBron? No one. Period. Like, come on. like period. Like no one has ever been like and arguably Shaq. Do you it think Scottie Pippen <laughs> hand checking LeBron is going to stop him from dunking all over his grill? Like come on. Like dude, That's LeBron garbage. would overpower the shit out oh, of anyone. 100%. Like especially MJ and any of those like defenders. Like let's be real here. Like I get that some people think MJ is better. I and I do agree. So yeah. far MJ is better. But also like um Let's be real. Like at the end of the day, this is still one of the goats. He wouldn't be a role player in the 1990s. Okay, let's let's not. This let's is not the second be best player of all time. Yeah. He's like getting closer and closer to like tying for first. And that's and that's like when you're the second greatest of all time. That doesn't mean you're just good in your era. Like he would have been good in any period, just like MJ would have been good in any period. hundred percent. MJ would kind of be like the excellent. Would be like the like very rich man's version of Demar Derozan right now. So, with defense, because he like MJ was never a good three point shooter. Like the analytics would have looked really poorly. On I MJ. think that if he was in this era, he would have became a good three point shooter. He was such a like ups, he was so obsessed with the game. I think that's true. That like he would have like uh, adapted. But I'd love to see these Ben Golliver neckbeard types like put like put Michael Jordan in today's era as like a top thirty player because he doesn't shoot the three at a forty percent rate. You know what I mean? Like I like uh, I like to think of that idea. I mean, at the end of the day, he still averaged like thirty like five yeah, and five. He, he like, has, he has seasons I don't think they would. 35 on 50% shooting, yeah. but he was like only taking two, so it, it, it was crazy. Like he's, he's, he's to, a good. I differentiate between the greatest basketball player of all time and the best basketball player of all time. So like the greatest player for me is without a doubt Jordan because he's got the accolades, he's got all these like scoring titles, this, that, defensive player of the year, yeah. all the championships, all you want. But like in terms of pure skill set, if, if like if someone comes up to me and asks you like, who do you think was the best at the overall game of basketball in the history of basketball is LeBron James. Like, like no one is better at more aspects of the game than so LeBron James. Basically, if you had, if you said like, who do you pick on your team first? Like on a, in a, just one bas one basketball series yeah. between MJ and LeBron, who it, would you take? That That's like a tough scenario because like MJ is such a winner that like, I might be tempted to take MJ just because like he's never lost in the finals. Okay. But how about then but, like, just a normal like, basketball game? Yeah. So if you're telling me like, yo, you're, you're building like a pickup basketball game. Yeah. You're building a team and you don't know who else is on the team. And it's like a season long thing. I want to start I, with I LeBron, LeBron James. James. Yeah. yeah. Just because like, he, he can fit with anyone. He can do absolutely everything. Exactly. He can play literally one through five for you. Exactly. If you want. So like that's what what I mean when I when we compare the two like but you so you're arguing because we we've already talked about this is you don't think like because a lot of people have Kareem too yeah you're saying you don't think Kareem is second because his game would be outdated today like I I do recognize him as one of the greatest but when you're talking about like when you're talking about basketball at that level at the highest level any yeah. small thing is a knock on you like it's a big knock yeah. just like for LeBron James like he won three championships, but he lost five times in the final. Like, yeah. I, like when you think about it from a macro level, like that's still like, dude, that's crazy. Like yeah. he still won three championships, but because we're talking about like the highest level of basketball of all time, any small thing is a knock on your game. And it's the same way for Kareem. Like, unfortunately, like I don't think he would be able to play in this era. Like, uh, like 
a slow like like let's be real he he wasn't like the quickest center he was he was a traditional center just like yeah. he he was like the greatest like jo- Jonas Valančiūnas of all time <laughs> I, mean, I mean he was a lot better than yeah. that like to, uh, okay. to like let's put some respect on him he's still like a like but that's his style of game he was a back to the basket player yeah. like what would, yeah. what he, would he would be the third best player of all time for me but like I don't think you can put him put him as best yeah exactly like what would he do if he played the Golden State Warriors today would he win the championship. Like no, no. He but I mean, you can argue though. Like Memphis, when they played like the bully ball, they gave but so they, much trouble to. But to they were never, State. they were never more than a seven seed. Yes, they were never more than a like, like let's let's it, like. It you gotta put into perspective. Still. Yeah, yeah. Anything you want to say about? Uh, I want to do like that was an exaggeration. The the the, the Jonas. Yeah, thing yeah. Was, you, you probably <laughs> need to, to rectify that. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna have to apologize. But for what you basically <laughs> what you're saying is like he is an all time great, but like he's an all time great for his period. Yeah, I don't know if it transitions well into every period. Just like I'm not sure Curry's uh, game would transition well into the handcheck era. Like he's yeah, still one of yeah. the great one. Like in my opinion, he's still. I mean, Curry on, without on, a three point line is, yeah, is like a very complete is a completely different player. So I mean, the rules of the game have changed so much that it makes it difficult to like compare qualify, players. Yeah, yeah, qualify these players who are like it's from true. totally different eras. But I mean. No disrespect to Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, but like I just, I personally, I believe LeBron James. The thing is, him, but like, yeah, I don't knock someone for saying Kareem is better. But if I someone tells me Magic is better, I can knock you for that because, like, because they LeBron had is such better, comparable yeah, skill sets. Le- the only difference is LeBron magic. was yeah, better at yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Like it's it's just kind of ridiculous. The 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 only difference between them, like MJ and LeBron, are have similar stat lines. Have like they're they were at both at a, such a high level that it's easy to like yes. knock on LeBron for not having the same accolades. On the other hand, like Magic, like and and LeBron are such similar players. Are such similar players, and LeBron is so so like easily better. Yeah. That the accolades don't make up for no, it. I agree with you. They don't. It doesn't make up for the skill set disparity. Uh, you want to talk a bit? You said you want to talk about your favorite albums of the year, hip hop. Uh, before that, I want to hit my new favorite team of the year. Okay. And that's the Chicago Bulls. They have <laughs> they have hit something that I have never seen before in my life. All right, so everyone knows what happened with uh, with uh, Nikola Mirotic and uh, Bobby Portis, right? Yeah, now they're like best friends. And uh, ever since M- Mirotic came back, everyone thought Mirotic was first of all going to get either traded or they would just never play the two of them together or one of them was going to get benched. They've been playing both of them at ridiculous, like, like they've been playing most of the time together, those yeah. two. And Mirotic is like eight and one since coming back. Yeah, I, I know, but it's so counterintuitive because they want to lose games. <laughs> but it's so like this is like the funniest thing I've ever seen. Like since the Miami Heat last, they almost year. beat the Cavs too recently. Yeah. Like they played the Cavs a one possession. They were game. blowing out teams left and right. They blew out the Bucks. They blew out the they Utah blew the Jazz. Celtics. They, they blew out the Celtics. the Celtics. And a lot of it has to do with Mirotic too. Actually, averaging yeah, like twenty points well. per game on and eight rebounds in twenty five minutes. Him and Bobby Portis have like one of the best net ratings in the league. <laughs> it's such a success story. Nikola Mirotic has a top 10 PER in the league no right way. now. That's crazy. He doesn't qualify for it yet because yeah. he didn't play enough games. But if he did, he would be in the top 10. That's so jokes. Like this has been a ridiculous like period for the Chicago Bulls. Like this is like, like this is such a meme period for them. This is what they don't want to. <laughs> I think it's like, I don't think this ruins their tank though. No, no, like, they're, I think they're still still, the tank very effectively. Yeah, but they were free. They were doing an amazing job before yeah. this. They were free and twenty. If anything, I think this would make this would have helped. Like, I think Garpack spot. This would improve things. Like, oh yeah, let's <laughs> let's just create that old school kept like yeah, like old yeah, school yeah. locker room beef that we had like last year and in the beginning of this year. And I think it just backfired. You know, like that's Garpacks for you. He's an idiot. <laughs> anything uh, else to say on the Bulls? Uh, nothing else. I just wanted to point out how. You know, if if you have time, watch the Bulls. Like <laughs> it might be fun. Or Something I never thought I'd hear. <laughs> also, I'd like to point out like uh, another team that like I'd like to put the light on. Though now it's not as as relevant now that they lost back to back games. It's the Houston Rockets. Yeah, I mean, they have been absolutely ridiculous. Like I've never seen something like this in in, no, in, in, in my they're entire really life. Crazy. Like they'll go like every single game I watch, they'll go on a run where they just absolutely rip apart a team. Like, they'll go on these 41-7 runs. If they get to the conference final, it'll be super interesting. And I like how, uh, how uh, what's his name? D- Daryl Morey is, like, such a quick maps kind of guy. Daryl Morey is such a... I hate Daryl Morey. <laughs> He's always... <coughs> you hate him since the Raptors thing, though. Yeah. <laughs> that was just disrespectful, though. That was. And it was out of nowhere. I'll admit that. But, like, the way he talks about his team is that, like, his description of how gold- they could beat Golden State is... 
I want to increase the variance of our shooting. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's like a big <laughs> he's like such nerd. a math yeah. guy. And like this team, that's exactly what they do. They just drill the free. They're an absolutely ridiculous team. If any, like that's another team anyone yeah, has to watch. Course. I mean, everyone's gonna be able to watch that on Christmas, so that'll that'll be a great. Game. Hopefully, it'll be a good game. Yeah, I hope so. Is it a uh, Houston at home or OKC at home? What do you know? I don't know. But like uh, that, that like that's one thing I hate about Houston. It's uh, it's in Oklahoma City. Their home crowd is absolutely terrible. Yeah, considering how amazing yeah. they are. Like imagine when OKC, Toronto played them, no one was there. Yeah, exactly. Imagine if OKC had this team. Like their crowd would go yeah, absolutely berserk. They'd like, be crazy. Like it's a shame, but uh, nevertheless, they're. I think this is one of the like historically best teams as it is. It's going to be very interesting if they make it to the conference finals, which I think they will. Yeah, I think the Spurs could give him a lot of trouble like last year, though. So we'll yeah, see. now with Chris Paul, I think that should be a lot better. Like, Chris Paul seems like the exact kind of player yeah. who would do well against the Spurs uh, with a second playmaker when Harden kind of, like, gets uh, overwhelmed. Yeah. I so hopefully that. that'll go well. Uh, on to our next segment. As you guys know, on this uh, podcast, we like to rank the most irrelevant things. This is kind of more relevant, but... <laughs> <laughs> it's irrelevant... Because it's our opinion. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, not too long ago, I'll, um, the Grammys came out with their uh, nominees for best rap albums. Uh, I think like they did a lot right this time. Not gonna knock on them too much, but uh, I have definitely a different opinion than them on what's my five favorite albums of the year. Uh, I should warn you guys, Eminem's album will definitely not be here. <laughs> And uh, apologies to our fans. I know they like to hype these guys up, but Hancho Jack, Jack Hancho, it will also not be on this either. I don't know if you had the time to listen to it. No, I did not. I heard it was pretty average, so it I don't was. even know if I'm going to give it the time. It was. So unfortunately, those two albums won't be there. But I still think we had overall a great year uh, for rap. Like with all the albums that we had, uh, like a few that stand out to me were... Uh, my favorite album personally, and this is my favorite albums. I don't think these are like in this They're not order. The best. They're yeah. Just, yeah. That's why Damn might not be my like number one. Yeah. But I do recognize it as maybe That's objectively the best, the best yeah. rap album. So I have Pretty Girls Like Trap Music by Two Chains. I feel like that was a really underrated album. It's kind of reminiscent of, uh, of, uh, what's it called? Uh, uh, D- Dirty Sprite 2 from, uh, Future. Yeah. Like in that it's just an amazing trap album, but it's never going to get its fair recognition. I would say Dirty Sprite 2 is better, but like they're both quite good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And uh, another one I had was uh, Drake's Blem. I don't like that. That's not, that's not the name of the album. That's the song. Damn. <laughs> Can you remind me what the album name is? More Life. Okay, maybe I didn't like it as much as I thought I did. <laughs> but that that song Blem was pretty good. On yeah, that it's album. a bang. No, but uh, I felt like that was a good comeback from uh, Views. I know you don't agree uh, with this. Views, Views is a lot better than Man, I like Drake. I liked uh, More Life a lot more. I felt like it had, uh, like the features were amazing on it. There were more features than like... Yeah, and that's why I don't think it's one of the best albums. Yeah, it's just But it's favorite. definitely one yeah. of my favorites. Like the music was, was very like, uh, it, was, it was a vibe. Yeah. Definitely. And uh, Young Doug came out with one of the best features I'd ever heard from him in my life. Yeah, you know, He was yeah, speaking yeah, coherent yeah. English <laughs> and I liked what he was saying. <laughs> Uh, and uh, free, the free others are Kendrick's Damn, yeah. which like you can't. There's not much to say about that. It's yeah, just, it's like, I think enough has been said about that yeah. album from anyone but PJ. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. And uh, the two last ones are Vince Staples' Big Fish Fury. I know you haven't had a chance yeah. to listen to that. I definitely. I like recommend Vince it. Staples as a person. He's quite funny, but I haven't really had the time to listen to much of his music. Big Fish too. Fury is definitely worth listening to. Like he he has a bunch of features on there. He's like the complete opposite of name drops. Where he has the features, like he, he has, doesn't name them. He doesn't. Yeah. He doesn't have it like credited whatsoever. He has Kendrick on the album uncredited. He has Ty Dolla Sign uncredited. He has Juicy J uncredited. Like you got to give him props yeah. for that alone. And he, it's kind of like a more like I wouldn't say EDM vibe, but it has like that electric feel sure, to sure, it. Sure, sure. So it's definitely different from other albums. Uh, and the last one is Flower Boy by uh, Tyler yeah, the Creator. Yeah, that was also a good album. I, I usually don't even like Tyler the Creator actually no, until that album. Him, but like, there's uh, a lot one, of good melodies. Like, it was more yeah, vibey. It this was one was really good, and even Lil Wayne came out with a with a pretty good verse on that one. Yeah, I didn't I didn't listen to every single song, so I'm not familiar with the Lil Wayne verse you're referring to. But uh, it, I, the songs I listened to, I quite like. And uh, I also want to like point out one thing. I know you. Uh, I know you're aware of my fondness with Childish Gambino. Yeah, or at least my past fondness. Yes. 
But I, I kind of phased, faded out from that. Yeah. It's crazy how much success he's had since yeah. then. <laughs> he got, like, he, he was, like, getting, like, worst rap album every year, like, and all that crap before this. And then he just blew up after you stopped liking him. I stopped, like, paying attention to him a bit. Now he's, like, winning, Os- like, not Oscars. He's winning Emmys. He's winning, like... He's uh, killing it in, like, every single artistic field. Yeah, he's getting nominated yeah. for all the Grammys. <laughs> like, he's really blown up since then. So, um... Like I, I, I'm, him. like yeah, I'm a little worried to give up on the wolves just yet, <laughs> <laughs> or I, I'm aware of like just how much success it could happen if that happens too. <laughs> the only thing I would add, because uh, we, I mean, we listen to a lot of the same music, because I really like the Saturation trilogy. Rock oh Captain. yeah. I, I wasn't going to put it just because I haven't listened haven't to the listened whole to thing. It's, that it's being really, said, really, really yeah. good. You got to listen to that. What I did listen to was amazing though. Yeah. And I like, mean, it's uh, crazy. It's like 12 extremely talented guys our age. The music is it's crazy. A lot of like jazz vibe influences. Uh, they they're come, with, they come with bars too. Like it's nice. They're, they're not just mumble rapping and stuff like that. It's real content. One way I would describe good them shit. is they're like a new school te- Like they're a new school rap group. Yeah. That's like modern, like they're modern by going back old school. Yeah. I mean, Anthony Fantano in his review says that they're like, they're what odd future was supposed to be. Yeah, that's and I, I really good. fuck with that. Like, I I feel like that makes sense because they, they've kind of got this like weird vibe. With I them. feel like it's a bit unfair crazy. to compare them to Odd Future because Odd Future was more like a group of like delinquents yeah. who could who also rap. Yes, yeah, yeah. That but was this is like this is these, these guys are, are like pure. cogently a group. Like yeah. they're but, like and they're actually felt like it was just like we all make music individually. And so let's make some music together. Yeah. Whereas these guys were like, oh, let's just all make our music together. And if we can branch out individually from that, that would be helpful. Most of them actually have, uh, like, I would say, stand out, um, like, uh, in terms of Odd Future. They're like all... Like, all of them stand out from a solo aspect. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. none of them, like, did good music together as much as they did all individually. As opposed to these guys. Yeah. Who, who are a lot better alone. Is there any other, other albums you think should uh, get a shout out? No, I think... Uh, One I album I think I, I should that should get an honorable mention is uh, Lil Uzi's album. Like, I know you're not as much into mumble rap. I know the... the but I, I know like the, some songs that yeah, I know like the, the way life of, goes on is really good. Exactly. Uh, the, the few music you did... The bit of music you did listen to from that album. Yeah, I, I mean, Exo Tour Life 3 was like one of the anthems of the year, yeah. even if you liked it or not. Yeah. Playboy Cardi had his anthem of the year too, but the album itself the album was not very good. that good. Playboy Cardi's just not a very good rapper. Like he's... <laughs> his album is mostly ad-libs too. Yeah. He knows yeah. it. Like he... But I like that he, he he's like... He took ad-libbing to a whole new level. I mean, his best song is still Broke Boy. Like, I still think that's better than Magnolia. I do think yeah. that. I don't know why that never broke. Like, uh, that needed to blow up way more than Magnolia, man. That, that's more of a banger to me. It definitely was. That and that Fetty. slaps. Yeah, <laughs> it slaps hard. Yeah, slaps harder Speaking than Speaking of things slaps. that slap, Fetty. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, uh, anything I think, left to say? I think that's all for today. I think this is a like. I think we came out throwing punches today. We tried. <laughs> we I don't know we if tried. we. I don't know if we. I don't know if we, we connected with any of them, but. Yeah. Uh, we definitely were swinging, as usual. <laughs> so uh, take care, guys. See Hope. you next week, hopefully. And uh, have a good Christmas, man. Merry Christmas.